Now broadcasting live via so Ustream or downloaded directly to your mobile device. Bagdenboard.com presents the Bagdon Boardcast. Oh my goodness, and that is crazy. Why are we friends with Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm glad I didn't get slapped like right your mom in here. Uh, you said your parents don't listen to this. He just looked at me like, should I punch him? It doesn't work if you're not wearing what? a mariachi suit. Uh, we're not wearing a mariachi suit. I don't know. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the long-awaited episode number 185. It's the Bag Broadcast. I'm Chris. I'm John. My mic Paul. is actually up close this time. And we're a normally weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Weekend Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Then we follow that up with a... Oh, sorry, you go. Yeah. Rusty. Rusty. Really rusty. Uh, then we go into the list, the books that we are looking forward to coming out September 25th. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic, or a little bit behind the times because we haven't had a chance to record... Or really talk about comic books between the three of us yeah, forever. It's been a while. It's been a while. So we're doing a delayed August look back episode, and we've got a, a stack of books here. I mean, I wish you could feel how heavy this is. Because from Aspen Comics, we've got Overtaken, number one. From DC Comics, we have the Animal Man Annual, number two. Also from DC, Adventures of Superman, number four. Then we have Forever Evil, number one. And then from over at Marvel, we have Infinity, number one. A lot of... A lot of ones there. A lot of ones, a lot of crossovers, but you know what? It's finally the fall. It's fall. Official. It's officially fall. It is, and uh, it's something that we love drinking in this fall time that you can only get our pumpkin beers. Yes. And we we did this last year. We did it partially for the year before, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, pumpkin beers. Pumpkin beers. All month. All month. Why not? Because they're delicious. For, because September, we got two weeks left. Well, September through October was our plan to do yeah. fall and um, pumpkin beers. Because there's enough of them out there. Every brewery is doing a pumpkin beer. And sometimes a brewery might do a couple. Because from over at Southern Tier, makers of our favorite pumpkin, we have Warlock, which is also a pumpkin beer. But this one is an imperial stout brewed with pumpkin and natural flavors some breweries are so good they're like all right we're tops with uh, our pumpkin hey let's make another really good pumpkin beer and that's what you get here because you get a nice pumpkin flavor but before that you get a nice depth and richness like it, it's get, a great stout and then it's like a great pumpkin beer there, at the end of it there's a lot going on i, I got mean, a you lot got, of smoke on the back end. you got a, like, you get a lot of nice malts too mm-hmm. and the pumpkin it's something uh, that I'm glad is out because I want to buy more bottles and just sit around and, and drink this yeah. a lot. I, I, um, one of the other managers I work with went to the store because I told her to check out Pumpkin. And she grabbed a bottle of that and she was like, they had another one there too that's a pumpkin beer from Southern Tier. And you're like, what? And I was like, liar. What? Dude, you're stupid. You don't know what? anything. And she's like, yeah, it has another Halloween name. And she's like, I can't think of it. So I was like, I'm going to have to look into this. So that night, I left. I went to the store, and I saw it, and I grabbed three bottles. So we have another one to age. Hey. Because I drank one last <laughs> night. <laughs> and why wouldn't you? Why Why not? Yeah, it, it's it's good. If I drank one last night, I'd want to drink one today and as well. Th- this was just released, so if you go to the store, you're still going to be able to find it. And that's if you live in this area. You might be able to find it in your stores, but here it's a little bit more 
Southern Tier is show. just about statewide or uh, statewide, um, U.S. wide. So, I wish it had a little bit more stoutness to it, like just mouthfeel. Like you it get, feels pretty it, light on the tongue. It's pretty light, but there's a lot of really great stouts yeah. out there that aren't too heavy. Mm-hmm. And it's an imperial stout too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what uh, this, is, this is a big boy. It's eight point six percent alcohol. Yeah. And it's, it's really good. You don't get any of that alcohol. I mean, it's not like a, a 10 or 12 where you're really going to yeah. get a lot. It's it's really smooth. You get a lot. just so many great flavors going on. With this it. is a great pumpkin beer that's not all up front pumpkin, too. Mm-hmm. I, I love pumpkin. We always talk about being pumpkin pie in a glass. This is more of that pumpkin flavor. Yeah, in the middle. It does hit you in the middle of the palate. Up front, you do get a little bit of maltiness. And then the smoky, it just kind of lingers. It's so good. It's very good. Much Thank you, Southern Tier. Yeah. Yes, always. Thank you for being a good brewery. And, <laughs> like, yeah. And let's think uh, Lennox. Well, that's how you spell it, say it, right? That's the computer OS. Lennox, you know, yeah. Lennox. Not Annie Lennox. But Linux, because Steam wants to be your OS. Uh, Steam OS is going to be based off of Linux, uh, and this is basically putting more fuel on the fire of the rumor of a Steam box coming out soon. And they even said in an announcement that they're planning on, they're working with hardware manufacturers to create a living room PC to play all your Steam video games from Valve on your on your home entertainment systems of choice. So no longer will you be shoveled away in the back corner of your den playing your gone homes, your hundle bundle bought games, your downloaded direct. You'll you'll be able to play it on the big screen, which they've been working on since they, they've been talking about it for a long yeah. time. Well, they also not you know with the big big picture Steam where you could basically hook it up to a TV and it's kind of designed to be played on a TV. But you would have to lug your computer out there, which I want to do, you know. I want to do, unless I was really looking forward to watching a lot of porn. Hmm. Which, well, you're always looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. I've never known you not to be. Half the time you do the show, you're looking at porn. (laughs) It's more like a quarter of the time. (laughs) Quarter, sorry. I don't look at porn while we do the show. It'd just be creepy. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Is that, is that a pointed comment, Paul? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, sto- I'll li- stop. Listening to you talk. It's a, it's a one horn. It's a 185 promise. Only for this episode. <laughs> Thanks, but I'm kind of excited. You know, it just it brings that kind of realization closer. They also said they're working with getting. It won't be just for video games. You know, it'll include TV, movies, music. So a full Steambox console to rival the next gen systems. And the uh, Ouya? No. That, Ouya? Like, what? Ouya? Yeah. Ouya is just designed to play Android marketplace games. But it's like it's open source, though, isn't it? So you can still... Well, Android is an open source platform based on an open source so platform. You can download the ROMs programs, yeah. like homebrew stuff. So it's good that it's Steam doing this, too. Well, it's because... Steam, Steam doing this, and it won't cost you $99, and because it'll cost more than that. Yeah. But it also... Your full retail games will also, they all, they already come to Steam. So 
they'll come to that Steam box also. So your Tomb Raiders, your you know Tekken Cross Street Fighters, your you're hoping though you don't know for a fact. Well, that it's Steam, so Steam. it shouldn't have access to everything that you've purchased off of it. Any PC game, anything yeah. that comes to the PC will basically come to Steam. I don't know of one game that hasn't yet. Even Final Fantasy VII, that yeah. was just sold on the website only, is now on Steam. Hmm. I do have one story. Yes. Also, Tomb Raider, which I bought from Origins, right? Right. Because they had EA. a sale, EA Origins downloadable client. Guess what? I go to download it and play it. It says, oh, it's a Steam code. Really? So I had to then go to <laughs> upload Steam so, and then plug in the Steam code to actually download it through Steam. So EA's competitor for Steam yes. goes through Steam to get the game. Yes. Because, well, honestly, Tomb Raider isn't an EA game. Yeah, it's a Square, it's a Square, Square Enix. Enix game. Or Eidos. Yeah, yeah, it's a Square Enix game. Why would I bought you? it off of Origin, and then they're like, no, you got to actually plug in the code. Uh, hey, we're here. glad you bought it from us. You can go get it over here. That day, so I was happy. Because yeah. I was upset that I missed it on the Steam sale, and then I'm like, oh, Origin sale! All right! <laughs> well, hey, if you still got it on sale, yeah. who cares? Yeah, exactly. Same game, no matter where you download it from. Well... Doesn't matter where you download it from. You only download it from one place. Still, yeah, who you purchase it through, <laughs> yeah. I should say. It still comes back. To the, so yeah. So I'm pretty much sure. I'm pretty, sh- you know, setting my my uh, my theory that if it comes to the PC, it'll be on Steam. Because even if it doesn't come to Steam, it'll be. I have to download it through. Steam. <laughs> <laughs> there, that's some good planning. Yep. Uh, some other good planning is uh, the fact that uh, Warner Brothers auctioned off to other TV stations uh, the rights for the show Gotham, which would follow a young Gordon uh, through Gotham. And the bad news is Fox bought it. So you're expected, hey, a really good first couple episodes and probably get canceled. Uh, Fox might want to keep it around just as something to compete against Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which mm. debuted last night and had the highest drama premiere in four years. For any ABC? Prime, any any primetime prime television show. Even uh, more than Cable's Duck Dynasty, sir, which got 11.8 million viewers. I've never even watched that show. I don't even know what it's about, and I don't care. It's really People good. That I make, like it. Uh, People that would. make duck calls. Really? Yeah. And also... Fucking everyone stop watching TV. Just give up. Just do it. Also about the guy that was playing quarterback in college, uh, the first Rudy. quarterback in college to Terry Bradshaw's second string. He quit college to take over the family business of being of duck calling, and t- that's when Terry Bradshaw got to start. Uh, I don't. He started the family business, so he after I think they graduated, he went and started doing that because he'd rather he have up college football. Terry Bradshaw took over. Yeah. I think they were actually, I don't know if they, they might have played together. Uh, they were roommates. They were really good friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think he was the first string he, quarterback. From what I've heard, he was the guy, he actually was the league quarterback, and then when he stepped down, Terry Bradshaw got, took over. And that's led us to great, you know, movies like Failure to Launch and... Other Terry Bradshaw movies. I don't think there is any other Terry Bradshaw movies. 
<laughs> but no, I mean, Firestorm. I, you would think that, though, that's, uh, oh, that's uh, Howie. Long. Yeah, Howie Long, yeah. <laughs> Um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Sports. No, I think I think Fox would it, want to hang on to this, but at the same time, it's Fox. It's Fox, but here at the same time, you got to compete against that, and it does have that Batman connection with Gordon. Yeah. The Dark Knight movies did an insane amount of money. For all the grousing people are doing, Superman Batman is going to do an insane amount of money. Oh, like, yeah. People... People are going to latch onto it, and hopefully they just do a good job with it. Um, mm-hmm. People were talking to Greg Rucka and uh, oh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm blanking out on his name. Ed Brubaker. Ed Brubaker, Brubaker. about it because yeah. everyone's assuming this is based off of Gotham Central, and they're like, "We no, we have nothing to do with this. It's mm-hmm. Gotham by name. It's following Jim Gordon because he's a policeman in Gotham." Greg Rucka, who's distanced himself from DC Comics, though, said if Fox came to him and was like, hey, do you want to work on the show, be a producer or writer, yeah. he'd be into it. Yeah, well, he's been doing the the uh, internet videos. Like, he had an internet television show based off of, like, some one of his works. I'm forgetting what. Queen and Country? No. Uh, something completely Whiteout? different. Okay, I don't know what. Something it, completely new he, that he did just for, like, internet television. So... I wish I knew the name because that would make me a better podcaster. Yeah, podcaster. <laughs> I didn't want to call myself a journalist, yeah, enthusiast, no. press nerd. person. Yeah. Nerd. It made me a better yeah. nerd. Yeah, no, but me... I, this is something I'm looking forward to, and hopefully it does well. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, we could use a good Batman show. Yeah, I mean that's I, not you a know, cartoon, you know. Gordon, Gordon would be an interesting character to follow. He's recognizable. People. Like him, they can relate to him as being that every man. <laughs> he's the underdog. He's coming into this corrupt precinct, corrupt city. And his story's kind of an untold one. I mean, you, yeah. you see him grow in the movies, but you don't know Gordon. I, I think that could be cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing it. The only thing I'm... The thing I'm worried about is that it's on Fox and it won't last, because a lot of times they do have good shows and they do choose to cancel them. Um, Alcatraz was one a couple years ago that I really liked. But the other thing is, is they, Fox has got the money to sink in for, sink into it to have a good looking show, you know, to have a great look to it. Just because you have the money to sink into it doesn't mean you want to spend that money though. Because if people don't latch onto it, if advertisers don't want to buy time during it, what are you spending that money for? And I mean, as much as everyone loves and champions Firefly, it didn't have didn't strong have the, viewership. Yeah. But uh, like something like The Following, which starred Kevin Bacon last year, was such a big hit for them that they actually said, okay, it was only supposed to be one season, let's make it two. And that had a great look to it. Mm-hmm. And that was just going to be like a miniseries. So I think uh, I, I, I'm half and half with this. But uh, I am look I am looking forward to seeing this show, like I was mm-hmm. for Shield. Yeah. I, you know, it, it'll be how often can they get away with not having Batman in it? They long- they did say they are going to start to touch on some of the the villains though, so yeah. you can expect it to be almost like a Gotham Central, where it's what's it like to be just a regular street cop in the city. 
that's kind of overtaken by crazy people. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting. Hey, that's the name of one of the books we're doing. Because <laughs> <laughs> it took ten years of Superman not getting into his cape and cowl in Smallville, but people ate that up for ten whole years. Yeah, and, and it got show, really bad, like after the fourth season. Got really bad after. Yeah. I, I've been rewatching uh, Smallville. Um, Why? Season five. He has every season on DVD <laughs> except for seven, eight, and nine and ten. Oh, you'll probably get him. Thank you. Don't. No, I'm, hint, I'm not saying for hint, me. I would do that to hint, you. Hint, oh. listeners. Don't. So, but <laughs> what, well, if the listeners want to no, What Paul me, wants Eric more. I'll probably get him for it, you know? What, what, Eric or someone. What Paul wants more than rates and reviews are these uh, last no. seasons and he wants Smallville. No. And he wants There's, duplicate copies of seasons one through six because he's about to wear out his DVDs for those ones. There is nothing Send I Paul want more as much Smallville ratings and as reviews. possible. It would be sad. Nay, a travesty. It would be great if we got more Nay. DVDs than we had ratings and reviews. reviews. It would be a travesty. It would be an, an abomination if I got more DVDs sent than ratings and reviews on iTunes. It would be very sad. It would be sad. It's hilarious. It would make me drink. Would it drive you to drinking, Paul? It would drive me to drinking a lot more than I already do. And... Boy, are you in luck, Paul, because we have yet another pumpkin beer, and this one is also a limited edition release, and this one actually comes from Sam Adams. Mm-hmm. Last year, we really enjoyed their gingerbread stout that they came out with for the Christmas season, which they confirmed to us they are no longer going to make. <laughs> Why? And you know what, Sam Adams, we always just kind of write them off until they do something special edition mm-hmm. or limited release, like the Black and Brew, mm-hmm. the Chocobock. I know I had this last year. This is different, I think. This is a double pumpkin. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, they might have had this out. Mm-hmm. I don't think I had it. I might have bought it because I know it was at Premier last year, our local, like, gourmet beer store. Uh, well, gourmet foods, and they yeah. also sell, like, the micro, some harder to find micro brews. A lot and of important stuff, too. I might have drank it alone because it is a smaller bottle, honestly, guys. It's not. It's not a huge. It's it, no. It's I, I mean, it's 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 two. Like it's bomber. two. It's a regular bomber. It's two like two glasses out of yeah. it. And uh, you don't feel like a lush for finishing one because yeah. you've only had two beers. Exactly. So, and uh, I remember being like, "It's good," but man, if I'm going to spend this money, I'm going to buy pumpkin. You know, it's cheaper than that though. I yeah. think this is only like it's two dollars. Like two dollars. Yeah, I think it's like six dollars mm-hmm. a bottle, which it's like six ninety nine versus eight forty nine. Still two dollars cheaper than the Warlock, and for two dollars cheaper, it's still really good. It does leave you kind of mealy mouth, like it has like a tongue coating to it. Which um, I chalk that up to the fact that it's a pumpkin yam beer, much like uh, pumpkin is too. Yeah, a lot of them are the like a pumpkin yam beer. Uh, I'd have to say this is, as of now, probably my number. Two favorite pumpkin beer. Whoa! And that where's, is where's Warlock? Warlock, where's Pumpkin, Pumpkin, Pumpkin is number one, and Warlock is like right on the tail end of Fat Jack here. Warlock can easily. You have never gotten this name right. 
Is no, it Fat, Fat Jack? Jack. Fat Jack. Oh, really? Yeah. It's Fat Jack's bu- uh, double uh, pumpkin. You know who's not getting the name right? You. Me. I'm not getting the name right. Dick. I read it right off the bottle, so I wouldn't <laughs> screw it up. Uh, but Warlock is, like, right behind this. And I'm I think surprised. I think if I have Warlock again, it might surpass I, I Fat Jack. Warlock has just a little bit more going on. There's a little <laughs> bit more depth to it. But the Fat Jack, I I was really surprised by it. I like, I like the pumpkin-y flavors in this, where... The Warlock, it's got that pumpkin, but it's not just pumpkin. Like, there's a lot more going on. And that's why I like it a lot more than yeah. this. This, the pumpkin is there, but I feel like it kind of goes out on me a little bit. It just, you know. See, I it's when I swallow it that I really get those flavors and I enjoy them. See, that's what happens with pumpkin for me and with even with Warlock, where it just pops with yeah, that pumpkin War- flavor. I, this kind of like... Uh, and good. it kind of whimpers away. But it's good though. No. Yeah, it's it's good. I'm just not putting it it's, in my number two. No, it's I wouldn't still a that. solid number four or five. Yeah, I think it's a solid pumpkin beer. It's a more than solid beer from Sam Adams, who yeah. does so much stuff yeah, that's I, just kind of passable. I I usually do not recommend anything from Sam Adams, but like the gingerbread stout last year, I would tell people if you're looking for. If you've had pumpkin and you're looking to try other beers, try this one out. I agree. Yeah, it's definitely it's, worth a shot. You know, it's, for it's good. Bucks less. It's if you can find it cheaper. It's probably accessible. I mean, it's yeah. Sam Adams. It's They're Sam one Adams. of them. Yeah. Like the micro. If you can't buy pumpkin from Southern Tier, definitely buy this. This won't do you wrong. No. I'm not saying it'll do you wrong. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's. I, also, I'm not. I, I can't call it my number two favorite pumpkin beer yet. Yeah, also There's 8.5% so uh, alcohol by volume, so which is kind beers. of a surprise. I've had a lot of them, though. And, yeah. like, we had uh, Long Trails, mm-hmm. Imperial, Pumpkin, and same same size bottle, same percent alcohol, and this was, the Fat Jack was better. Right. The other one had, it had like an alcohol right on the right. back, like uh, like you like to say, dragon breath. Yeah, yeah. With you know, long trail that happens a lot with long trails. And uh, you know, this one was so much smoother than that. This one is, it's just really enjoyable, drinkable fall day beer. Mm-hmm. Like Warlock, I I think I think I would put Warlock over Fat Jack because I could drink that any t- any year, yeah. any time of the year. I'd want to drink Warlock. Yeah. Oh, it has a little bit of pumpkin in there. That's hey. nice. Yeah, it's a stout with yeah. pumpkin. It's not a yeah. pumpkin stout. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys. You know what but, we don't need to Hold, hold on, hold on. Oh, I, I, I was so close to something. Sorry. But talking about stouts, John, what's going to get you stout to the comic book shop next week? Uh, uh, eh? For forcing you know, it? Yeah, eh? for forcing it. You know, we're, we're going to start calling you Stretch, not just because you're tall. Mm. I call them Stilts. Stilts and Buckets. Sorry, those are names in high school. Nobody called us that. Just stars <laughs> to each other. other. And ne- I never called him, like, Buckets. It was always just like, yeah, Stilts and Buckets. We said it about ourselves. We right, didn't call right, ourselves right. that. Because he would Stop judging us, Paul. Look at you over there, sitting in your fucking tower. Yeah. That's where I podcast from. <laughs> How else do you podcast? But comic books. Comic books. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to number... Well, what week is this? Uh, the 25th of September. Yes. And uh, I am looking... Wait. A.K.A. today. I was going to say today? Yes, today. Oh, shit. I looked at the wrong week then. Dumbass. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I am looking forward to Wake number four uh, from DC Vertigo. You've been picking this up and not handing me off the issues? No, I'm sorry. Did you want those? I'd like to read them. All right. It's, do you want them all just in one? Tighter. Do you want yeah. them all right at the end where yeah, yeah, all 12 yeah. issues? Yeah, yeah, just hold off until yeah. the trade is That's out. what I figured. Because I'm going to forget you offered this to me, and I'll be like, hey, I bought the trade. And you'll be like, Paul, I have all the issues. Son of a bitch! It'll be, spent 15 it'll be, bucks. It'll be fun. It'll probably be more than that, because it's a huge... I mean, yeah. think, I think it's like 10, 10 or 12 issue yeah. miniseries. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. I, I don't really, know, John, how long it is. I, I haven't been reading it. I only read the first issue. Ten, I'm saying it's like 10 or 12. I think it's okay. 10. Uh, and uh, just really continuing to go on. Nice horror... <laughs> element book uh really like it really like the art in it i forget um the artist's name who's doing it is it sean murphy yeah yes. no he was doing chin music right or was what no chin no? music is who was doing chin music there was one of the artists that i'm like oh that guy it, it, all in that same I'm, i don't think, i'm pretty sure it's sean murphy i yeah. think it might be it sounds that sounds right um research but, <laughs> I've re- I thought about it, but I get horrible reception in your house. Even when I connect yeah. to the, I connect your, I connect to your Wi-Fi, and it just says like, it just like it. My phone actually says no. You're not hooked up to anything. You're a loser. Uh, what? It's just me. It, no, that's really what it says, Paul. Uh, and everybody has that problem. Um, I don't have a problem. I, I don't. You must like have people connect to something else. Then, uh, but I really like it. Um, our mer creature has uh, escaped out of its tank, which you can expect it to happen. It does remind me a lot of uh, who was it? Deep blue with uh, deep blue sea deep. with with the sharks. Yeah, with uh, it, ca- it, it has cool. that feeling because you're in a with your ladies in- love the cool J. Yeah, That's what you, the LL stands for. I know. Uh, but it has that feeling of these people trapped in this underwater station with this thing swimming around and, and killing everybody. And uh, it's it's really it's really interesting. Um, issue uh, two had this really interesting mythology idea of the uh, the mer creature, and this one was really it just wrecking havoc on the station and them trying to figure out: do we try to contain it or do we try to leave? Hmm. Liked it. Interesting. Scott Snyder, so you know he knows how to do horror books. And I like I it's it's hard to find good horror books, and this one is got that kind of going on. If you like horror books, Swamp Thing, you know, now that it's out of Rot World and it's now uh I forget who's do you know, it's a new writing, new creative team. The two issues with uh that came out of it with what's his name? The guy you like, Helper Laser. Guy. John Constantine. John Constantine, exactly. Those issues have been pretty good, and they kind of got the creepy element going on. And yeah. How long have you had those Tic Tacs on your desk, Paul? I feel like it's been forever. It's forever. forever. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Since. No, continue. Yeah. February, probably. No, when was I feeling well? Okay. But <laughs> the issue I'm looking forward to is FF number twelve. Writer, you know. Matt Fraction. Matt Fraction, artist Mike Allred. Paul. Yes. Is FF the new X Factor? Because every time you talk about it, you're kind of like, eh. No, no, that's Fantastic Four, which okay. I dropped. And now, Whoa. yeah, that's why I'm bringing it up, Chris. 
Boom! Boom. Shock! You talked about this like yeah, like a that, month or two ago. That I might be dropping, like, I'm, like, thinking about books that I want to drop. I want to, you know, cut out some of the money out of the comic book playpen. Because yeah. i got to spend it other places. Owning a house. Milking cows? What was that? Yeah, It's all the milking cows and all the porn that he, <laughs> yeah. he watches. I, I mean, a uh, $100 a week porn addiction is... It's a problem. It's a $400 a month a problem, yeah. Uh well, that's, uh, I'm not gonna, no, I'm not yeah. gonna go. Go no. ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Do some His dildo budget. <laughs> it's four thousand eight hundred dollars a year. Oh. Four thousand eight hundred dollars a year. That's a crazy number. Used it once, gotta get a new one. It's dirty now. I can't put it in the dishwasher. You know where that's been? <laughs> The recycling man hates stopping by Paul's house. It is one big box of dicks. <laughs> That's the route one they make the thing. new people take. It's a trial by fire. And next year when we have people, listeners draw us pictures, this is all I'm going to get. <laughs> That's it. Paul's getting dicks. <laughs> Paul's getting dicks. This box full of dicks. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, this is I just, awful. I just saw a t-shirt that had like... What? It had like a bag. It was like uh like go suck a bag of dicks, and it was a bag full of dicks. It's, oh, it's from Louis C.K. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get that for you now, Paul. <laughs> no. Yep. I will never wear Framed it. Framed picture. I will put it. Not. It's gonna go right there over the podcasting. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love that. What's this- gonna be funny is every time, like after the show, you're gonna go into bed and you're gonna put your arm under your pillow and be like, ah, another dildo. And then I'd be like, Paul, you're right. It is like four thousand dollars a year, four thousand eight hundred. That's the budget that Chris gave with a hundred dollars a week porn mm. budget. So four hundred a month. But anyways, I was cutting back on comic books, <laughs> <laughs> not because of a because, porn addiction. Because of Fantastic Four, X Factor's ending, so that's an yep. easy cut. Easy cut because they are cutting it for me. Thank God. It uh, you could have dropped that book years ago. Oh, I really couldn't. Did it ever get good? Peter David was writing it just for me at that point. So yeah, but did it ever get so good? He didn't yeah. want you to like it. <laughs> <laughs> it never. Got and another one for Paul McGowan. <laughs> it never got back to them just leading the detective agency because it went crazy. It just went nuts. But Fantastic Four. Just, I haven't been enjoying, but FF is that kind of crazy, kind of fun book that isn't tied down to anything. All these crazy villains are coming together. Like, remember when uh, Kang was a kid? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh man, I, I, I don't want to become Kang. Well, now in FF, he's, he's still a kid, Kang. but he's becoming, cool. he's like Kid Kang. That's something I wish they had done in Young Avengers. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's got Doctor Doom, like, leading this group, and, like, and, uh, analyst, or however you pronounce nihilist. it, nihilist analyst. He's an analyst of a nihilist. He's you know getting those stats together from the negative zone, trying <laughs> to get like how can one man spend so much time <laughs> <laughs> trying to get the negative zone back into the black? I should never have opened myself out for clients. Sky, this guy, I can't, I just, I can't tell you what he's spending his money on, but it's dildos and it's crazy amounts. It's just a nihilist. Sitting at a desk under like a light bulb hanging from a wire, just like got, an adding machine, and he just keeps. He's got one of those little green <laughs> visors on, just crunching those numbers. He's got the like reading glasses on. 
But the green visor, you can't tell if it's just a part of his head or actually a visor. Too many dildos. Too many dildos. That can't be right. Is he just throwing these away? And then Kang pops is like, yeah, he's just throwing them away. He's just throwing them away. There was a store. I had to buy one, get one. He said, no way. He said, that's too many. Why don't we ever come up with these kind of stories for you guys? Why is it me? <laughs> because it's these aren't stories. All this happens. This is life in its truest. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm just going to shake my head I'm for not, the rest of the episode. Why, why are you shaking your head? I'm going to look at the number. Because it's Wolverine the X-Men number 36. This is the next part of the Battle of the Atom mm. crossover that's going through all the X-Men books, which... I'm enjoying them all, so I'm glad it's only going through the books that I read. Well, the first like... issue was a, a one-shot, and the last issue will be another one-shot. One-shot. But it's so working it's out, so there's, like, there's one a week, I think. I don't know. Pretty much, yeah, because there was an X-Men book. That's how, basically. that's how it works, which I'm glad that means I don't have to buy two X-Men books a week. There's some weeks it's... that you do have to buy two of them, because the very first week was the one-shot. We had the one-shot in... Uncanny X-Men, I think. Yeah. Uh, all new X-Men. It was one of those one two. One of those is two. So I only bought the first chapter saying, oh, I'll dip my toe. And then I'm like, yeah, I might have, should have bought. It's, oh, Chris. I have, I, I have them all. Right, cool. So I'll pass them off. Yeah. Cause yeah. you're supposed to do the same for me yeah. because you're just telling me about like the storyline. And I was like, oh, that sounds really kind of cool. I want to read it. And what we have, the X-Men have brought the original X-Men to the present to kind of show them what they've turned well, into and Beast what's happened. It. Yeah. it wasn't like the yeah. X-Men got together and formed this plan. Yeah. It was Beast being like, no, things suck right now. It's got to do it. Wolverine's got his own school. Things are just shit- shitty all over. Let's let's try to avoid this future. And they've been doing their own thing. And then what we have now is the X-Men from the future coming to the present to... Tell them, like, no, you need to get rid of the X-Men from the past. Which is what they were going to do anyways. They wanted to send them back, but the past X-Men wanted to stay. Yeah. Time time travel. Time's, what, time's broken. What really, what really, like, messed it up was, like, when Young's, or current Shh. Scott... Well, it's happened well, no, in the very but first I haven't issue. read but John it. wants to read oh, them. You haven't read No, he hasn't read it. Them okay. I still have a stack of books from the last trip to the comic book shop I haven't. We haven't reviewed... The August books yet, yeah. so we really can't be talking about books that came out in September. Yes, uh. but I, I'm really enjoying this crossover. I'm really enjoying all the X Men books, and I'm looking forward to seeing where it's going. Art uh, by Stuart Eminent, who you got to hear in episode 183. Yes, yes. It's it's yeah. tough. It's tough with the numbers now. That's how many ep- we've only done one episode since then. No, 184. 184, yeah, because yeah, we, we have not done an episode since the. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we did two not episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. Yeah, he talks about a little Which bit. Is fun. Because the first issue was actually supposed to be done by artist Frank Cho, and when the book came out, it was Frank Cho with Stuart Eminent, and we actually talked to him about like how he's kind of the go-to guy because he works fast and he does. Great work. Yeah. He delivers, and he can, like he said, he always meets his timelines. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's still a good looking book for just being something that's like thrown across the desk. Like, hey, we need the old Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> like, need that magic. But yeah, it's it's a really fun book. 
Now, I, how many parts is it? I believe it's the uh, the one shot, and then I think it's runs through this month of all the X Men titles. All the X Men books, and then I think it ends. Then the next month is like an the number two, which is like the ending. The f- yeah. Okay, the finale part. So that's kind of really nice that you can pretty much instead of having to wait like I have to wait this month and this month and this month, yeah. you get it all done in basically. It, a a month, like a month and like a week. A week, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the DC Forever Evil kind of bullshit. That's right. I won't let well, time stop me, Chris. Well, I won't let time stop a dramatic reading from Forever Evil, number one, page twenty-four, panel number three. I say again. This world is now ours. If you pledge your allegiance to us, it can be your world too. Those who question us or fight against us. And that was your dramatic reading. Forever Evil, number one, page 24, panel three. The emphasis on the bold words, kind of crazy. Because it doesn't sound quite right when you read it out loud. Read nope. it aloud. Which is why we like reading comic yeah. books out loud. In voices, too. But what we like more is reading comic books alone on a picnic bench. Outside. Oh, come on! John, really, stop spilling beer. And that was the one that was emptier, too. And you just had to spill it. Uh, Just popping the cap. Stop popping caps! Home. You do it, then. You show me how great you are at everything that you do, Mr. Tall Fancy Man. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you're so much better than I am. Hasn't spilled yet, has, has it? it? That's true. <laughs> Zero beer has touched a table. Because I got my finger on the cap. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> pressing it down so it doesn't go everywhere. Let me try this one. All right. Hey, this is like a game. So far, I think I'm winning. Uh, uh, uh. I popped it like a normal beer. Yeah, if you're going to yeah. pop the corner. That's what. That's exactly what I did. It's still going, Paul. Uh, I see it. It's still going. Oh, let's just let's have take, your glasses ready and pour. Let's take a pause. <laughs> All right. And our next beer is a fall seasonal from Paul's favorite, uh, Ennison Gun. And this is a Scottish porter aged in oak with molasses added. Uh, <clears throat> 7.4%. Um, you don't really get the alcohol. It's, I expected, I don't know, something a little darker. It's not. I mean, yeah. it's it's dark, but it's kind of translucent. It still smells like every other innocent gun. gun. I was yeah. like hoping for something a little bit different. You know, these Scotch tails, and it does taste like a scotched ale. It's like por- it's supposed to be a porter, but, but though. It's supposed to be a porter. I'm not getting much porter on it. Like if it was really smoky at the end, I would be like, "Ooh, yeah, this is a porter." But this has to be like brand new because when you go on to untap, only 87 people have. Checked into it in eighty seven this month. Wow! Uh, um, Remember the Irish have, Stout one? Yeah, that yeah. was really aged, good. The Irish Stout you aged have a Irish those, whiskey, don't you? or did no. you drink them? Yeah, I thought we have one aging. We might have. I think we have one aging, and I was going to say we could put this one down there to age because yeah. I think this one over some time will really pop. I don't know because it's so light right now like yeah it's kind of watery on the back it, end. it is like it fades away really fast i got that watery too 
And I didn't rinse my glass, so I know it's yeah. not from actual water. Water. Yeah, it's really light. Yeah, I, I expected any, like porter, like full mouth, like bloom on it. When I saw this, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I have to have it!" And I picked it up one because I know Paul yeah. loves Edison Gun, mm-hmm. and he squealed like a little girl when I showed him what yeah. I had. And man, I I kind of t- want to take back my squeal, right? It's, yeah, it it has stolen my squeal. The thing is, is I mean, it, everybody can have. A fumble, you know the Ennison gun. Just the regular Ennison gun is so good that, as we said, the Irish stout one was really good. You had the one, didn't you have like the one celebration one, Paul, that you really liked? You know what? With mo- it was like the other, New Year's. There was the Fourth of July one. There was yeah, like for whatever reason they were doing like one every holiday season, but only the St. Patrick's Day. Is the one that really yeah, hit the St. Patrick, the Irish Stout Age, which was just really good. It was really good. And this is because all the other ones, they're like this. They're like, oh, it's a, it's it's just another ale, or oh, it's kind of just kind of watery. It's not quite a porter because I know I had the porter before, a porter, or maybe not the Scottish porter, but a porter one that they've done before. And it must have been a celebration one, and uh, and it's only it's only aged. 39 days, you know? Maybe they put a little more time aging it. Yeah, they might need to leave that on there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a little letdown, I have to say. But uh, we can hold on to that bottle and drink it next year. True. But we can't wait any longer to talk about these comic books. <laughs> We've already <laughs> waited three yes. weeks. <laughs> it's like the end of the month. Hey, next week we'll be reviewing <laughs> September books. Yeah, oh, that's pretty fun. much. No, we got another week. Yeah, we have one more week of books yeah. that we probably won't be discussing. No, I'll pick up books. I, I have now gone to the com- because of uh, Forever Evil. Mm-hmm. I've, I've just gone to the comic book shop, shop every other week because honestly, like I'm not picking up a whole line of books. So yeah. But we got to review comic books first. Well, we can talk about that yeah. next week, since I think the Villains Month is going to be over by then. Oh, thank goodness. But yeah. Back to my regularly scheduled issues of comics. And it, this is our regularly scheduled monthly look back, where we take a look at some books worth noting, whether they're number ones or new story arcs, new favorites, new things we hate. Or the end of a story arc. Oh, hey. we're not doing that issue. What? Oh. Yeah, I thought yeah. we were doing Wonder Woman yeah. number twenty three, which everybody should go out and read, even if you haven't read the arc. I, I look forward to reading good. it just because, like you said, it it's good and it sets up a new status quo. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Spoilers. But what we do I have to read is another uh, ten for ten from Aspen. Aspen, and this is uh, Overtaken. Um, what actually Aspen did is they put it up to a vote on their Facebook. Uh, it was between this and another title. Which one did you want to see made part of the 10 for 10 uh-huh. program where you're going to get an issue number one for $1, which is great. Mm-hmm. No, ma- no matter what, hey, you're getting 10 books for $10. I still can't get over that value. Like as someone that It's goes, like a hum- humble, humble bundle for comics. It is. It's a like, great value, except I, mean, I spent less on two humble bundles than you did for your comic books. Yeah, but here's the thing. I read all these comic books, Paul. How are you ever going to play all those games? 
Especially when Mass Effect 3 is coming. <laughs> I haven't bought Mass Effect 3 again for my PC yet. But I've, I've said this every single month. When comic book companies do this kind of promotion, mm-hmm. it does make me take note as not just someone that does weekly podcast about comic books, but as a reader, I'm always looking for something different, something new. And Aspen's really been delivering on that. I might not have enjoyed everything. Some stuff might not have been up to what I wanted, but I've still given it all a shot. Uh, I've enjoyed it. I, I've enjoyed all of the basic, I, basically all of the issues. Some books just weren't for me, but some books I never would have thought about, but mm-hmm. have liked. And I've said, yeah. like, I'll probably get this in trade. I really enjoyed the number one. I'm not going to continue yeah. to collect it. Probably one, I've already missed my opportunity to order it. But when the trade comes out, I will probably pick up at least three out of the ten. Wow. I, I don't. I'm trying to. I'm figured, trying to think of all. 10. I think. I think we like. This is a discussion I want yeah. to have. Like after we've read all okay. ten too, because okay. we'll have ten books to go back and look. Well, at. maybe that will be a whole episode. We could probably do a whole time. episode on that. Yeah. yeah. Because, but let's just talk about uh, over overtaken number one. Uh, this is written by Frank Mastermoro, Mastermoro uh, with art by Marco Lorenza, and this is their straight up sci-fi book. Mm-hmm. We've got ninjas, fantasy, like. Bizarre, like, deity (laughs) fantasy. Like, this is sci-fi. This is about a young couple that moves to a small town to help out uh, Jesse, like, the uh, the woman in the relationship, mm -hmm. her family's store. The wife's, yeah. And the husband, Will, is a, like, action journalist. (laughs) And this is about... He has a very unique set of skills. He's an investigative journalist. And we don't know really he what parkour. he's in. Yeah, he's he's a runner. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all about their relationship. And at the end, spoilers, uh, Jesse gets abducted by what's... She is taken. What's aliens. <laughs> and he is on the phone with her when she is taken. Are you saying this is like a movie <laughs> called Taken? <laughs> yes. But it's over the top because now it's oh, it's like the movie over the top. Oh my gosh! Wait, there's no armor sling in it. Does somebody wear a hat backwards? Because when I turn the hat through this way or that way, he's like turning a power switch on. I don't know why he's Russian. No, my Stallone, my Stallone, my Stallone's Russian now. I. But that's that's basically what this book is because there's really not a lot of story. It's a lot of Will and Jesse. Yeah. Talking and flirting and ham fistedly it, like it's it's ham fisted like up oh, we're a young couple, we're in love, but we kid each other and that's all the book is until We're she a young couple, but we're both very firmly established in our jobs, in yeah. our career path. And I think which doesn't happen. If you're just couple. if you're just reading it and like I don't know about you, Paul, but reading it fairly quickly before uh-huh. we do the show you're missing those beats i think like if this was acted out and you could get those nuances between the couple Actors. well there's with there's that. no nuance to it it's yeah. all like it's hamfist yeah it's, it's yeah. like all the Over lines the of dialogue are yeah like this is one i think that would be good for a dramatic reading dramatic reading because it's very much that's how it's written mm-hmm. and I was looking forward to it because it's it's a sci-fi book, mm-hmm. 
And the concept artwork for it, it reminded me a lot of Mass Effect, Paul. Oh, okay, I can understand what the suits mean. Yeah, like, but... like the suits and like the helmets. Uh-huh. And I think the concept art is actually better than the actual artwork in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Because Jessie is almost unrecognizable when she goes to slut it up. Yeah, when she's walking out of the bathroom yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. It's like, was that the same? I guess. I don't know. It's just like, just the facial features seem to have changed also. Yeah. Yeah, but they're different in like that yeah. color part, too. But it's a book that it doesn't have enough here to give you a feeling for what the series is going to be, which I, is what you want from it. When I finished this, like I didn't know that it was going to be the sci-fi book, and I stopped reading well, before. The first couple pages is about two. Oh, it's like, yeah. yeah and it's two, yeah, two warring like, races that are battling for dominance, but always then they just right, They just kind of give up. And though. then all of us just until it's time to battle again. Right, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's this happy-go-lucky couple driving yeah. in a car, and I'm like... What the hell is this book supposed to be? And like, I didn't even see the uh, that last page with you know the character drawn, the okay. concept art. I, I always read those last pages because it has a letter from the writer talking about the book. Yeah, and we didn't have time for that shit. What he wants to do. I don't know. Like for me, that's interesting yeah. because it is interesting. It, it is interesting. It is something that I do check it. out. But it was to me, it was. I finished this book, and then I picked up the next book, and then I picked up the next book. So I didn't get that chance yeah. to really enjoy it. I wanted to eat my biscuit at KFC, and so I didn't finish, it. finish that page. I didn't read that page. And, yeah. like, yeah. It, I, I would, if you said, hey, what do you think this book is going to be about? I'd be like, uh, I don't know, taxes? Like, I don't, you know, like... Really? <laughs> it's her working in her parents' shop, right? That's, <laughs> that, that's, that's it, hook. right? Uh, it's going to be a, a really cool sitcom, right? Um, it's but, only really got one place to go at this point, where she's going to be battling on one side of this, and he's going to be on the other side, and they're going to both think both sides are right. No, no, that he'll be stuck on Earth, but he'll be leading an investigation. <laughs> he's to try to in the spacesuit. They show him in the spacesuit in the back. No, he's just in dunger, a like a jean jacket in the back, and he's going to be on Earth trying to doing his investigative reporting skills to. Crack this case. It's going to be these aliens have been coming and abducting people forever, and then he's going to, you know, and that's going to be the thing. His his story down on Earth, constantly searching for her and what happened to her, and her trying to stay stay alive for him. Yeah, I I think this book needed her post abduction. Yeah, for the hook. Like I want to, even if it's just like three four pages at the end of her. Wherever she winds up, it should have. The story should have started after that conflict. Him being drunk in an apartment, writing the story that nobody's buying of this alien abduction, and then you learning about the abduction through like him, like going over the story again with a, like an editor of a paper, yeah. and that he's trying to sell, sell it to, and that it's like being told in flashback. Yeah, and while the flashbacks happening there. Her basically war journal of like what has happened to her ever since the abduction. Yeah, you you don't need to see. Boom! Finished better this book. You, you don't need to see twenty pages of them. Yeah, being like they, hanging around in their house, they, moving it, in. That yeah. could have been done three, four pages, and then gotten to what this book is about. Because at the end, I really didn't know, nor did I really care. This is probably one of the ten that. 
I'm definitely going to take a pass on. Had this been a zero issue, I would understand what this yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Leading into that number one with her being abducted and him on Earth trying to get to the bottom. Of I'm married. I understand what it is to have those feelings and have those kind of... Con- so those, I've never had those kind of conversations. Maybe I have and haven't noticed that have taken, you know, being that lovey-dovey, like, over-the-top kind of craziness. I don't need to see it in a comic book to understand that relationship. Like, I, you, yeah. just about he's every... trying to show me that relationship, but it doesn't... You, you give me, like, a couple panels of yeah. them, like, flirting. I can buy in quick. Like, when they're driving to the mm-hmm. town, and they're, like, kind of playing I Spy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I that's that's so, all I need of that. Yep. Yeah. With the comic book medium, I feel like I have a faster buy-in to, okay, what are the, what yeah, are the archetypes the of these characters? I'm in. All right. Let's move on. Let's get going. Other medium, I'm like, no, no, you got to prove it to me. Yeah. Like, when it's two actors, I want to see that kind of sizzle. And I often complain in movies, like, I didn't feel it. Like, the whole Thor thing. And yeah. Because I believe it's a lot easier for those mediums to show those kind of relationships. You had that kind of romantic sizzle and it has worked before and so i know it can be done yes so i look but in comic books i'm like no let's move on emotional sizzle can happen in comic books and i i believe that uh animal man animal number two (laughs) why are we friends with paul the clutches of the spider queen uh kind of pays that off like this emotional gripping story it's it is after what has happened in rock world uh buddy baker has lost his son. He's now se- basically separated from his wife, uh, Ellen, because she just can't deal with, you know, the loss of her son and him being a, you know, superhero. And he doesn't know what to do anymore. A uh, movie premiere's coming out. And basically, one of the big things with Animal Man, it's like, I'm Animal Man. And I'm a family man. Like the family two, man first, and the then, two go, the yeah. two go hand in hand. And uh, for something like that, for that ultimate family man in comics, to lose a child and to lose your family, like that's the, the that's the biggest thing that any villain can do. And it's the only family that we have left in DC, like elongated man and doesn't exist anymore really and like lois and clark aren't together it there is no like real married couple at dc anymore and now that they're separated and they're going through this it's it's tough um so it's animal man just being like at a loss and he remembers back to an adventure that he had with cliff years ago uh, Cliff is the son that has passed away, and him wanting to relive, recapture those memories and live through them again as vividly as possible. The only way that he can do this is actually go and find this queen of spiders, this, uh, this woman that steals dream, lives off of people's dreams. And, uh, and this is, this is the emotional story we get. We get a, a story about a hero at the absolute rock bottom. At his breaking point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, very well done. The writing's great. 
I do enjoy the art of Animal Man. Travel Foreman. Travel Foreman came back for this issue then. Oh, that's, oh, that's great. Because he, he left because he was dealing with his, I believe his mother's passing away. And he's like, it's, Animal Man is a story that is it's just too, all it's, about family and it's cutting it's, way too close yeah, to home. Yeah. I can't, I don't want to be drawing it. So he went to Birds of Prey for a while. So yeah, that's Trevor Foreman back on the book. And it, I, I feel like it kind of really hit home, you know, home. It's, like, it's a its solid emotional resonance. It's a solid annual because I haven't read Animal Man since mm-hmm. the number one, like two and three, I think. Right. Um, so all I know about the series is basically what you've told us where basically everything is going to hell for Buddy. Mm-hmm. So I was able just to jump in and be like, okay, he's post loss right now. And that's exactly where you come in because he's grieving and he's not a celebrity hero, but everyone knows who he is yeah. and everyone knows what's happened to him. And you just see how well, he's worked for, as a stunt man in, you know, Hollywood for years and he's had leading beat. B-movie leading roles, yeah. you know? Like, you see how this is actually affecting him. Because this is publicized. Everyone knows about what's happening to him and what happened to his family. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly told through flashback of an adventure that he had with his son, Cliff. And just how those are kind of the golden days yeah. when they weren't all that golden when it's happening. Mm-hmm. But it's not as bad as where yeah, it went. Where, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was re- it was really well done. I think I read at least right before Rot World really took off. You mm-hmm. let me borrow those, so I kind of had an idea of what was going on. And and if you hadn't said that, you know, Cliff died, mm-hmm. you know, I, you'd go in not really knowing what was happening unless. Mm-hmm. You knew, but like, why are you buying an annual number two yeah. if you haven't been following what's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm glad that I read it. Annual it, number one basically was the precursor to Rot World. It was the first team up between Animal Man and Swamp Thing. I thought it was the one where he was like he uh, had a dream. His son was like playing the movie or video game of him as a superhero. That was in the issue. That was just in issues. Yeah, because the both annuals were basically like the team ups. Well, Animal Man Annual Number One, I, I forget, but I know Animal Man Number One Annual no- was basically the first team up, and it basically was a, right before Rot World started. So to have two being like the issue or the fallout of Rot World really meant, made sense because Jeff Lemire is still on this book. Scott Snyder is no longer on Swamp Thing, so these books are now definitely taking their own path. So yeah. Uh. It's good. It does make me want to continue reading, and I didn't read any of Rot World or anything, mm-hmm. but I would like to follow where Buddy's going to go from here mm-hmm. and what's going to happen. And uh, I do find it, I do find it interesting because it is a character he's been around. He's been around forever, you know, and yeah. he's might not have show up all the time, but when he does show up, it is always interesting. In the main pages of the book, like they they play a lot of, with like basically Twitter, or like oh we saw him we're with you buddy it's you know mm-hmm. we support buddy uh, and then people are like oh it's all publicity for his new movie his son's not really dead he's a faker if he wins we know it's all fixed 
like for an award show coming up and his publicist is on the phone saying no you got to get out of that apartment you got to show your face you got to be a star you'll feel better when you're a st- everybody feels better when they're a star you know kind of thing and it's so if you if you enjoy the emotional <laughs> crap that he's going through in the annual don't worry it's in the books too <laughs> yes if you want something lighter something oh, happier but what about comic books that i could read online and not pay for, well, do you, I don't even know you, the you digital. Do, yeah, you buy them digitally. Okay. But I think it's a cheaper price than you'd pay if you bought a physical mm-hmm. floppy copy. We have three of the digital shorts from DC here, all wrapped up into Adventures of Superman, issue four, a book that I was staying away from because I kept on thinking, like, is this the Orson Scott card book that he- I don't want to pay for? He wasn't actually included in any of them. Okay, so, so I could have been buying them all buy along. On. Yep. Darn it, because you know what I love? Anthologies. Anthologies. Yeah. You, you love like anthologies. Many, many yeah. anthologies. It's just, you know what? It's take away all that these new DCU kind of like, well, does this fit into continuity? Does that fit into continuity? These are Continuity free. Yeah, you don't need any continuity for these. You just need to know. Oh, fun. Superman's a superhero. His villain is Lex, Lex Luthor. Luthor. So we get fun, just fun. Like it's like watching, waking up and watching those Saturday morning Superman Adventures of Superman cartoons. Again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with a little bit more grit, I guess. Yeah, because these stories aren't always great. You know, they're still a little bit more yeah. lighthearted, though. Okay, they're they're yeah. lighthearted, but they still. Are still really good. They're great Superman stories. Mm-hmm. So there's what four in here? Three. Three. Okay. I like. I like. Well, let's, e- let's start at the beginning. Well, okay. I just want to say each book, each each one has its own look. Mm-hmm. Uh, different artists, different writers on it, and uh, each one has a great feel to it, yeah. and it fits the story. Uh, first one written by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. Uh, artwork by Wes Craig, and this is a day in the life. It is. Basically, a day in the life of Lex Luthor and just how he goes throughout his day. And if you read uh, Action Comics number 23.3, Lex Luthor, which is also a day in the life of Lex Luthor, it's better than that. It's better. Read this one instead. Because <laughs> it, it doesn't need to tie into the stupid forever evil yeah. bullshit. But, like, it's, it's pretty much just Lex doing what he does, which is just being Lex yep. and just being a dick to everyone it, because he's Lex Luthor. He doesn't need you. Mm-hmm. It It's a fun Lex. Yeah. It's kind of that Lex Luthor that we had in um, All-Star Superman when he's giving the interview. Mm-hmm. And it's or just, the Paul Cornell Lex Luthor from Action Comics back before the new DCU, which I was picking up that mm-hmm. I really liked. Because it's, it's Lex just... There's, I, I don't, I can't describe it besides just being Lex Luthor. Yeah, he's being it's, a dick. He's, it's, not, he's it's, not being maniacal. He's not dreaming about crushing everybody. It's him walking into the laboratory and being like, "Hey, I've never met you guys face to face. Sorry, but you're all fired." I love this part of the job. <laughs> like he, he takes pleasure in in having the power in yeah. a situation, and uh, you know, like guy from the government's like hey you were gonna give us stuff to help fix the economy and he's like oh yeah uh i got an old thing laying around we could probably dig it up and maybe but i want 
Uh, no oversight for any of my yeah. special pet projects. I want this, this, and this. Well, we can't give you all that. Well, then Marcy can set you up with some bullshit. You know? Yeah, he's like, take the run off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fun story, and it's a fun way to start off the adventures of Superman. Because you do have Superman in this who's fighting some all-powerful robot. Mm-hmm. That's the Beast story, though. Yeah. And it just leads to their paths crossing at the very end. And yeah. it just leads to Lex doing Lex things more, where it's just... I hate Superman. What's the next way that I can kill him? Well, it's uh, Lex Luthor is carrying around this little, you know, like, day book, little idea journal. And all he writes in this idea journal is ideas to kill Superman number 78,013. Yeah. And it just says, like, problem equal Kryptonian skin impervious to physical weakness, part of Superman. And then it kind of trails off. So he carries it around the state journal, and anytime he has a good idea, he'll write in it. And it, and at the end, we get a great Superman moment also, which is like Superman busting through the uh, su- busting through the window with the part of the robot being like, "I know this was Lu- you, Luther." And Luther just saying, "Prove it." Yeah, and he's like, "If you left any blueprints, of course you lined everything with lead." So even I can't. even your notebook Book. is lined with lead, mm-hmm. and then. Then he, he, Superman takes his vengeance in the little petty way he can, which is burning the notebook. He's like, hey, that and Lex Luthor getting all mad and being like, that was wanton vandalism. And Superman flying away saying, prove it. <laughs> which is that kind of great give and, and take then, that I then, love from Lex Luthor and Superman. Do you want to? Go ahead. Okay. But then you have Lex Luthor going to his safe hidden behind a painting, opening it up, and inside are more notebooks in which he starts writing... Way to kill Superman number 78,014. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, the next story by, uh, Tom DeFalco and, um, Pete Woods is a diner in Metropolis. Mm-hmm. Two guys just sit around ordering their lunch. They're there three to four times a week. They're regulars. Mm-hmm. And the two of them having a conversation that I've never seen Superman. Superman's not real. He's just a guy who in, in tights and, oh, how do you explain he flies? Oh, he's got a jet pack. Like, eh, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, he's a truther or a Superman man birther. Like, he's like, yeah. he's like the ultimate skeptic. It's, it's these two guys just sitting around in a diner that they go to way too much mm-hmm. having a discussion about Superman. Which they probably have way too yeah. much. And how Superman doesn't exist. But there's this. But yeah, this. Publicity. He's just got really good publicity. He's got great PR. And at the whole time, you see Superman like stopping an asteroid. He's like doing it Uh right outside the diner too. Yeah, he flies by the window. He's like almost going to run in, like get smacked into the diner while they're saying, "Oh, I've never seen him in real life. He doesn't exist." And then he flies away in the opposite direction. And it's a it's a fun story because they live in Metropolis, uh-huh. and there's this ever constant present danger. But no, that's that's all a conspiracy I, to keep us in line. You, you I, never see anything happen from. I've this. never looked up in the sky and seen him flying. I've never seen him leap a building in a single bound. Yeah. And then at the end, the one guy who totally does not believe he exists bumps into Clark Kent. They're like, oh, no, that's a great guy. Uh, he's my na- He's my neighbor. He's not the a wor- suit. He's a neighbor. The, the world needs more of that guy. Yeah, he's a salt-of-the-earth fella. Uh, like, do we do we want another beer? 
Well, I can how do many it. more books do we have to talk about? Well, we have the, we have the last half of this and then two more. I think that I think this story alone deserves another beer. Uh, Moose, I don't know, remember his name, but I, like it's Mosey. Mose, yeah, Mosey, and what's the name? Would tell me that I'm a salt of Phil, the earth feller. Phil, Phil would tell me I'm a salt of the earth fella deserves another beer. So we just happen to have a surprise beer here, and when I say surprise. I, I brought a bunch just because I had them sitting around. And this is a jug. It's not a bomber. It's not a bottle. It looks like a jug of Saranac's pumpkin ale. Do you mind? No, I, not at all, Paul. It's a jug. It's a jug. You got it blown. Yeah, um, it's a jug. This was actually one of the ales I think I ever had. You get a nicer tone out, yeah. of the non, out of the bomber than the jug. It happens sometimes. Paul just doesn't know how to blow a jug. <laughs> yes. Paul, you can keep that jug in practice. Jug moron over oh, here. We're going to have our... Like, our Why are you such a dummy? Hey, jug dummy. I know how to handle other jugs. Just oh, not. But you're always making boob jokes. But this was, I think, one we of the first pumpkin like ales I ever had. And when I uh, checked into this one on Untapped, I rated it a 3.5, mm-hmm. which is higher than I put the Innocent Gun, because it's... Not a much better beer, but it does what it says it's going yeah. to. Where it's a pumpkin ale. Yeah, yeah. you get you I get was the not pumpkin let down by it because it just it's a pumpkin ale. It's really light. It's not. It's not like it's not ghosty. It's a little watery. Yeah, but the pumpkin does kind of that, linger in your mouth. Pumpkin, it's you, an enjoyable it's pumpkin. You, you take your sip, and then the pumpkin it does kind of like mm-hmm. fill your mouth, and then it's like okay. Watery on the back of the tongue. Yeah. And um, Saranac's smart in doing the jugs. They do it like with their Black Forest and a couple other other beers. But it gets people to. It's it's one quart. Yeah, it's stamped on the top uh, there. It's two pints. Thirty thirty two ounces. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that would be two pints. Interesting. So it's about the, it's about the same as the bomber, but <laughs> it looks different. It looks like you're buying you're well, buying is twenty two ounces. You get two pints out of a bomber. It's one point six ounce. Not exactly two. Almost. Um, not, not true pints. One pint is sixteen but ounces they, plus six ounces. That's twenty two ounces. They sell it. They sell it in a six pack. I think it's like what, like four something for the jug. It was like three something. Yeah, three ninety nine for yeah. the jug. It, it, that's the entire reason I bought it because mm-hmm. I had had it before. It's not great, but I was like, hey, that's really cheap because this was after I had already bought the. Yeah. Uh, Fat Jack a couple times. I'd already bought like three or four bottles of pumpkin. So I was like, hey, a decent amount of pumpkin beer for three ninety nine. Why? Why not just buy it to drink it? Mm-hmm. I, I would, from the pumpkin beers I've had, it would be, the Saranac would be in my top five. Out of, and you're saying this, but I've had, I've had probably eight to. There's nothing standing I've had about eight this, to Nine bottles of pumpkin. Of, com- of pump? No, of just pumpkin beers. <laughs> because I bought a case of it. I've had it. I've had the Red Hook. I've had I've had all these different pumpkin beers. Captain Lawrence. I had, you know, the Captain Lawrence is bad. Oh really? I did not like the Captain. The Captain Lawrence was garbage. The beers I've had, I have not enjoyed. This one is enjoyable. It's, it's drinkable. Yeah. I poured the Captain Lawrence out. This one, you know, last year I'm like, 
I could spend a lot of money on buying just a bunch of pumpkin, and that would be really good. Or I could buy a 24-pack of the Saranac pumpkin ale. You, you, bu- like, you bought it for the for the soup party. Yeah, because I'm like, you know what? Because it's drinkable. It goes down easy. The marketing terms that I hate all apply here for this pumpkin ale. It's just light. It's what? What's the alcohol by percentage on oh, here? It's like, not a lot. I yeah, guarantee it's, it's that. Non-existent. <laughs> it's it's not gonna do you any real harm. Don't drink it if you're underage, kids. Come on. It actually doesn't even say. It does taste like Smarties, though, like a pumpkin Smarties yeah. when it's really cold. Yeah, since it doesn't even say anywhere on the bottle, I'm assuming it's not. It's like. 5.4. 5.4. Yeah. Which is a percentage that's, more than a typical beer, but... Yeah, that's more than your normal beer if you were to go out and get, like, a Molson or a Labatt or Bud. But if yeah, you've been drinking craft beer, it's it's not anything to write the soldiers about. Un- yeah, but that, I mean, a normal, like, stout or something yeah. like this, it's it's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what I grabbed it for, though, because mm-hmm. it's a pumpkin beer you can just sit around and drink. Yeah. It doesn't need to be standout. It doesn't need to... Wallaby in the mouth. It's a pumpkin beer to drink because it's a pumpkin beer. Because you're out on the back porch just enjoying that nice Christmas in the air. You know, oh, as the sun goes down. Hey, yeah. stop over! Oh, I'm gonna do, yeah. I'm gonna be drinking a couple beers with the guys outside. Blah blah blah, doing something. I can buy. I can buy one thing of. Uh, you want to come over? I can buy one. Game? I can buy one thing Let's... of pumpkin, or I can get three of these jugs, and we can all have a good amount of beer <laughs> for like this exact same price. Yeah. You know, a jug of beer would get you through a full football game. Yeah. <laughs> it would. It's a quart. It's two pints. I mean, we all we all fill our glasses as much mm-hmm. as we normally do, and there's still there's a lot left. I didn't even take. It, I, usually, I don't think I, I took. I, I filled up a little bit more on mine too. So I'll tap this off. There's still. A, Enough in there to probably fill that to what you had it at before. Go ahead, John. Finish it up. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I was going to. I wasn't even listening to you, oh, Paul. Okay. Well, listen to me. But, hey, whether you're sitting around drinking a jug of beer, watching a football game, or out on the porch, or just reading the next part of Adventures of Superman. This is the final part, and this is called Savior, and it's written by... Uh, Rob Williams with art by Chris Weston. And I have to say... I really like the artwork in this one a lot. As much as I like Pete Woods, and I was happy to see him on the last story, even though it looked different because he had a different colorist on it and it was a little bit cartoonier because Mm -hmm. of it, like the artwork on this, it was really cool. It it reminds me of a bulky late 70s, early 80s Superman. Kurt Swan kind of Superman, yeah. And uh, as soon as I turned the page to this, I was like, oh, I really like this book. If you're looking for something like a little bit more like modern to compare it to, to, I think like Tony Harris, because mm-hmm. it's all – like all the faces are different. It's got like those kind of thicker lines around the edges. And, like, with yeah, the I, I could see definitely Tony Harris. Things like, look very, more – Like the expressions too on all the faces. Like it looks yeah. photo Yeah, photo referenced a little bit. But not to say like boxed, you know. It, yeah. It looks like it's definitely st- like the characters are all staged. Yeah, it's like he saw a picture of someone and was like, "Oh, that's a great face." Mm-hmm. But he has like Superman's got like those squinty eyes from like mm-hmm. the older kind of books. Yeah. It's it. Barry White's great. Too. Barry White's really good. <laughs> this, He's got those like old man eyebrows. Again, this is just another fun story, and this one's actually told by Ma Kent. Mm-hmm. 
like she's kind of talking to us and narrating yeah, like, the story while Superman. It seems like Superman. just yesterday that you know he was a little boy and now he's off and he's just taking the world by storm. He gets in his scruffs, his scuffles, and his you know. Downy Brooks. I just wish he would stay for supper sometimes. Yeah, I thought he would come home for, you know... I understand he he's really busy, and he's got his life of his own, but... And I think as much as we had the mm-hmm. first story being a day in the life of Lex Luthor, this is very much a day in the life of Superman, because you see him yeah. playing Lex Luthor, great saving Lois, Clark Kent's, you know, working at the planet, talking to Jimmy Olsen, and then Perry and, White bursts in. And, and then you have, like... Superman with uh, Adam Strange fighting gorillas wearing the Hawkman yeah. harnesses with wings. and Not only gorillas, Gorilla Grodd. That is Gorilla Grodd leading yeah. that charge. Yeah, and, you know, Bizarro in front of the White House wearing a crown and, like, the presidential seal <laughs> on his on his chest. Like, it's mm-hmm. it really is kind of a day in the life of Superman, everything that he has to do. And it's it's got, it's got heart to it, too. But, and then you have... There's that sweetness too because he's still making time yeah, to stop. for mom to yeah. to fix the clothesline and, and, then, and bringing crypto with him too, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of fun. And he's still needing her to yeah. be that anchor for his humanity because honestly, the the whole point of Superman's mythos is if it wasn't for Ma Pa Kent, he wouldn't be Superman. Superman isn't the powers; it isn't the S on the chest. It is the actions that he takes every day. There's a jug of pumpkin out there. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, and it's it, and that the, that moral responsibility that there's somebody there's always somebody that needs to be saved, and Superman will save them. Comes from Ma and Pa Kent, and she is the ultimate lifesaver in that you know regard. I do like like in the Fortress of Solitude they show him and it's got like the the airplane that I had from like the Super yeah. Friends cartoon. It's like almost the exact same thing. It's got like it little has, arms like has Beppo the super monkey over there too. Oh. I, it's I'm kind of surprised that this is, you know, what number 4? Yeah. There's been 3 more of these and I haven't read them and I really uh, enjoyed this one. I do feel like I should kick my own self like, in the balls. Like you, you you've missed out story. on something that's just a really good, fun Yeah, I saw this book. on the shelves for the first time, and I'm like, you know what? I've heard good things about these books. I don't see Orson Scott Card's name on the title, so I can buy this. And it has the classic Saturday, and the real yeah, reason the- is because we were going to get together and talk about Saturday morning cartoons, and I'm like, man, this is the book that I need to buy! <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's got like the that, Saturday morning cartoon it's Superman. It's like that Bruce Tim-esque yeah. Superman right on the cover. Um, but I'd say this is worth the, what is it, two ninety nine? Three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. It's worth that three ninety nine. These were fun stories, and they fill, each one fills the niche that you want out of Superman books. Mm-hmm. I I would read one through three. if yeah. like These are digital first and then available in print. Like I'm cutting back on my comic book spending yeah. too, and if this is something that you can get for 99 cents on Comicsology, like well each story, so or do, even a dollar ninety nine, like probably a dollar. That's I would enjoy reading these if you know one, two, and three were as good as this one. Yeah, 
because this was it was a fun read. Mm-hmm. As much as I just enjoyed Superman Unchained, because it's like that big budget Superman mm-hmm. book. This is that Saturday morning cartoon Superman. Mm-hmm. You know they started Batman Black and White again. I yeah I know I missed it. I and there was a I saw there it. was also an American Vampire anthology out. I have that. Oh really? Yeah, Becky I ordered Clunin it. Did an art, yeah, art on it. Um, I want to read it. Well, because it doesn't I'll, I'll hide into you. anything. That came out last month, so we can't talk about no, it on a monthly look. It was solicited in like a uh, a trade uh-huh. where they have like a, it's a collection, like an anthology mm-hmm. trade, because it's like a couple of those books and then like a two like mini two issue mini series or something together. Mm-hmm. Sidebar conversation. Yeah, yeah, um, but it's okay. But, but no, the, I saw Batman Black and White, and I was like, oh. all the goodness that you can get from comic books that don't need to worry about continuity, which are fun. Which is fun Great because hella cleansers. there's so much hang-ups about continuity. And I know I've read stuff before and been like, oh, but how can this be when this is and this happened? But I try not to get stuck on that kind of stuff. But it's fun just to have, this is a Superman book. Mm-hmm. Everything looks like the original Superman that you know and love. None of this the new 52. To... Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I was trying to throw it to the to the continuity Lin, Raiden, Lin, Laden, Laden. Yeah. None of it's um, that new 52 Superman. Okay. I, just to... I just looked it all up on uh, Comixology. There's 22... Um, this, the individual stories, they're all 99 cents. Okay. 22 of them? So yeah. you figure... So that was... That was... That three. was three. So I still have yeah. $19 to spend. Yeah. I gotta take my dog outside. But if you want some new 52 Superman, Forever Evil number one's probably not the place to look for it. Because you only get Ultraman. Because the Justice League is dead. Don't ask me what happened to them because I stopped buying uh, JLA. So I never got the end of the Wait, Trinity War. Justice League of America, JLA, or Justice League? Did he stop buying? Or both? Both. Okay. So... I didn't. I didn't find out what happened to him, but you don't need to know. You just need to know that there is no more Justice League. You mean and everything that's been in the solicitations for the past three months have come, come pre- through? Pretty much, the Justice League is splintered, and the Crime Syndicate is now on Earth. From seems wherever, like they've crash landed on Earth. They, wherever they came from. Uh, okay, so if you want the spoilers, here it is. Uh, when you open up Pandora's box, you know, remember Pandora, yeah. the girl that showed up in Flashback, or Flashpoint. 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 Uh, she, the Pandora's box isn't, is more like a mother box. Okay. From, you know, the from fourth apocalypse. world. Yeah, Apocalypse, the fourth world. Uh, except instead of opening up a portal from the fourth world, it opens up portals to the other 52 dimensions since the DC universe. Okay. So it opened up a portal to Earth 3, I believe, uh, which the which is where the crime syndicate is from. So they've decided they've that... been trying to open it up and that's what the silver coins were from. They were talking, you know, trying to break down the barrier to open to use Pandora's box in order to get to this to Earth 1. Or no, Earth Prime? 
Because Earth knows, One yeah. is Earth there. Earth Prime was what they were calling it when the 52 no, was launched. That was Earth Us Earth Prime. We're Earth Prime, where the comic books only exist in comic books, and then Superboy is a angry blogger, right? No, that's that's no, pre New 52. Because that that was the 50 when they introduced the 52 before the New 52. <laughs> we don't but know the numbers. Regardless, they've decided that our world needs to be the next one that's taken over. Not ours, as in the one we're talking no, to but you from. This, but the this regular universe. 52 universe. <laughs> and they have abandoned all the villains together and shown them that, no, the heroes are gone. So get in line, because shit's about to get penguin? real. No, Monocle. it was the monocle. Oh, okay. It's like another crappy like Green Arrow villain. <laughs> it was one of those guys, so they're like, no, you can kill him. Okay, because uh, wearing a monocle. John's is doing a book like this. Uh, yeah, you can kill them. There's yeah, lots of villains that... Uh, John's Forever kill. Evil number one, written by Jeff Johns, art by David Finch. And from what I've heard about the tie-in issues that have been happening all month, that's all we'll, that's really happened. We'll t- killing off third and fourth. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk month. about the Villains Month stuff yeah. at the end of this month. I'm so not no buying one. any of them. So I have bought a luck. couple. I've got a couple. I've actually enjoyed so far uh, what I've read. probably read better than the ones that I have. But that's, that's where this is. And... This issue is just kind of setting up that, no, this is a world with no heroes, and the heroes that are around are just kind of like, shit. This world is ours. Yes. And this this promised a a, uh, a Civil War Spider-Man-esque Nightwingification. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, that's how the, I knew there was Batman back, black and yeah. white, by the way, because there's... I, 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 saw, it on, I saw it on the shelf... You saw an issue on the... Well, it was um, at our comic book store. When you're at the register, Mm -hmm. there's that stand next to it that Mm -hmm. has, like, the kind of, like, must-have issues that have come out recently. Batman Black and White was in there. Oh, man. Yeah. I wish I bought it. So, Ultraman... It could be, if you you weren't looking there. Is an evil Superman who snorts uh, kryptonite kryptonite to get cocaine in order to get power and is hurt by the Ultraman draws his power from kryptonite. Mm -hmm. Like, in the, like, original Earth 3 or wherever, he had to eat the kryptonite, but Jeff Johns decided to, you know, up it a notch. Now he snorts it. He snorts it, but then you've got... Well, it gets in your system faster that way. Like, Superwoman, Atomica, who is basically the The analog for Adam... Deathstorm, who's Firestorm. There's also a cyborg one. Um, I don't know what his name is. Owlman. Oh, no. Johnny. Owlman is Batman. Yeah, he's... Yeah. But yeah. what is it? Hardline or Deadlink or... I, I don't know. They yeah. don't, I don't think they mention him. They cyborg. mention him once. Yeah. They call him out, but... I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Power Ring, yeah. And... Who's afraid of everything. The, the one thing that I kind of like out of this book is you're... It seems like you're gonna get Lex Luthor being like the good guy hero, but that's very much based off the crime syndicate stuff. Mm-hmm. Where on that Earth, all the heroes were villains, and all the, the only hero was Lex Luthor. Yeah, well, Alexander Luthor. Yeah. You know, uh, from, but I do like from pre-post crisis. I, I do like like that last line where it's like it's Lex Luthor going like. It, this what is, you have this is a job for Superman. What you have is Ultraman pushing the moon in front of the sun, which makes 
I know, no science. It's, science. Com- it's comic book physics. Like, yeah. It's because he can be behind the moon keep, and also yeah. in front of the, but also behind. It's the moon also to still keep trapped moving. in our orbit, so it's yeah. still going to keep moving. But yeah. it's a comic book, yeah. and it's for that that payoff. Yeah. yeah, where it's Lex Luthor being like, "But this looks like a job for Superman. But where mm. is he?" So as long as he keeps the moon in geosynchronous orbit where he is, he's fine. He's, yeah. But he's how does he move the moon there. but not get in the way of the sun is what I'm asking. Yeah. Did he move Mars first? He's in the dark, or Venus? dark, dark side of the moon. Yeah. But we, the the big thing from this one, too, was Dick Grayson's... Outing? Outing. As no, he's not gay. Don't worry. He, he's he, Everyone now knows that Richard Grayson is Nightwing. Mm-hmm. They have access to who he is. Everyone he knows. Yeah, and he has an Illinois license. I didn't know that. He lives in Chicago now. Well, now. Yeah. Well, but that just happened. Well, it didn't just happen months ago. He got a new license, Paul. He was I prepared. Still, he's I've not lived like, in this house for a year, and I still haven't updated my address on my I, license. I, I You've lived have, here for t- two years, Paul. Shit, I've lived here for two years? My address on my license is still my parents' house. Yeah. I haven't lived there three Four, five, six, seven. Like, eight years. Yeah, thanks for proving my point, Chris. Yeah. We don't update that shit until it expires, all we're, right? We're not I, that's Grayson. when I updated mine when it expired. We're not Dick Grayson, though. We're not trying to fly, fly over the radar. Like, yeah. he, he wants what, to be where he's supposed it. to be. I understand it. You know why? Hmm. Auto insurance a lot lower in Chicago than it is in Gotham. Most likely. Yeah. He's like, no, I better get a new license, new registration, New insurance plan. You call this a crime? Be, I don't want to be paying those Gotham insurance rates. The actuaries in there, they, it's just everything is totaled constantly. Total. Yeah. Total. Total it out. Nope, nope, we don't cover that. No, that's an act of God. No, it was the Joker. He's, the Joker's not God. He's nope. not God. He's, but he, There's that one story where he had like... The only God <laughs> is Maxi Zeus. <laughs> act of God, lightning bolt hit it. Maxi's Gotham. All in all, it's a good start for what's supposed to be that big. It, this is the first official crossover no, event book. That was the, for this. This is the second. Nope. The Trinity War was the first. This is the line wide. Okay. Like this is the big crossover event book. That was just it's a crossover like between it's the a, Justice book. Just three three books. This is their event book. It made me think back to when Jeff Johns did the um, was everything. If, Everything is what you're thinking. If, if, no, the, the what was it? The Infinite Crisis. Yeah, yeah Infinite Crisis. It Jeff made Jones. me think of. It made me think and feel like that book. And I was actually, I was like, oh, we're gonna. I'm, no, I'm gonna have to read this. And once I started reading it, I kind of had that feeling of when I was younger and I was reading that book and how much I liked it. Like, I kind of I am more interested now in finishing this arc and seeing those other things. And I probably will get the Lex Luthor villain book. I, I think uh, this will tie into my feelings of uh, the next book. But I think I'm done. Yeah. I think I'm cashing in my chips. I think I'm. I just want to read the books that I enjoy, and I don't care about. You don't care about the anymore. Yeah. I really don't. Like, I had more fun reading Adventures of Superman, 
And I have more fun reading Daredevil. I have more fun reading Fantastic or FF, not Fantastic Four, but FF. I have more fun reading books that are quote unquote out of continuity or take that have their own continuity and don't need to be tied into line wide events what than I, I do in events books anymore. Here's the thing. I think I'm done. You like your Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. I do too. This is the news that's after the cartoons. This is what's going to keep me up to date on what's going on in those books that I don't read, mm-hmm. that I did drop. Like, this is going to be the status quo for everything that I don't follow anymore because I like reading, you know, the Young Avengers type books. Like, Well, the thing is, you say it's, it's to keep you up with the status quo, but guess what? The status quo is a freaking, uh, what's, what's the door that you got trapped in? You got trapped in because, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, revol- a it's a revolving door. door. You know what? It'll come back. Yeah, It'll it, come back to a status quo that I enjoy. If, and if you know, I I'll really, just wait. If I'm I just gonna actually wait. cared about what was going on, I just wouldn't read comic books to begin with because mm-hmm. it, nothing's ever in stone. Yeah. But there's but always this, books that are, are taking place out of the status quo. And that's what keeps me in comic books. Like, when I don't enjoy the status quo... I jump on those books. I jump on Runaways. I jump on Young Avengers. Oh, and you know, I, I love I reading those books too. Those but were the books that I enjoyed when I hated Marvel. Yeah. No, and guess too. what? There's going to be books like Batman and Wonder Woman that I enjoy in DC, even though I hate the status quo of what DC is. No. See, I yeah. I don't think I've gotten burnt out on these event books because like all the Marvel ones. Mm-hmm. I never read. Right. I'd read the first issue mainly for the show, or if it was just like, oh, we should check it out, and I'd read them, and then I'd not read anymore because I knew that it was nothing that I cared about and I wanted to read. Well, the thing with the Marvel event books were always, it leads into the next event. It leads into the next status quo. Like, uh, Secret... Uh, Secret Invasion? Secret Invasion led into a whole year's worth of where Marvel Fear was. Itself. Which was the Dark Avengers, the Dark This, the Dark That, and it's like, no, the villains are kind of running the show now. And we lived in that status, Marvel lived in that status quo for over a year. And a- I feel like DC has now done that with Trinity War led right into Forever Evil, and Forever Evil will have repercussions line-wide for... But that's, that's how DC's been, though. But it's not... As much of a lead, and like mm-hmm. I, I feel confident, and I can read all of Forever Evil, and I can be good until the next DC event book. While with Marvel, it's more like you need to continue to read those books because mm-hmm. you're not going to get the entire story unless you pick up Fear itself. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know after, the status quo yeah. after this unless you know what happened. And I think DC is better at making. The we shouldn't book. say fear itself because fear itself really didn't well, that have was any the, repercussions. But that was the spin out out of Secret Invasion, which led into Siege. Yeah, like that well, was the, that was the fear in-between. itself spun out of Siege. Yeah, yeah, which or yeah, I had that. Sorry. And yeah, yeah, and fear it's, and the and they wanted to get back to the heroic age by having Siege and being like, no, heroes are great. Yeah, yeah, and then we got heroic age, and then we got fear itself. And came out of seat. I'm I'm more likely to read and continue and finish a DC mm. event book than I am the Marvel one because the DC one will stand on its own. Uh, the Marvel one, it's all just precursor to mm-hmm. the next crossover event book. I'm a 
afraid that with the new 52 we might be getting the marvelification of of the DC events because honestly the end of Trinity War because I read it you know online because I wasn't going to I didn't buy those books but Pandora's box opens and the Earth 3 characters come out and boom if you want if you want to know what happens you got to then pick up Forever Evil number 1 mm-hmm. but you don't need to you don't it, have to. The story doesn't if end. You're, There's no bow on that story. Yeah, but here's the thing: is ends if, with if you are reading those Justice League books, you're gonna read. You're Forever gonna Evil. read Forever Evil. If you're not, you know, you know what? You don't have to. There's no Justice League books coming out because you have Forever Evil instead. You have the but Villains Month mm-hmm. Justice League books, but those are all just one shots focusing on a villain. Like that's not continuing the and Justice League. They're story. villains that tie into those yeah. books that mm-hmm. you read. What so you would read those books because you're interested in those characters. That's why you're reading that book. They did the same thing after fifty two. Or no, before fifty two because they had the four miniseries. They had Villains United. Or yeah, Secret be- Six. Before they had Ranth Anagar. Before War. Invis, uh, yeah. Before Infinite Crisis, they had the four miniseries. Yeah. That ha- that all tied into Infinite Crisis, but they were booked and sold as those are events that are gonna and help tie in. This is sold as like it's an event. If you're reading Justice League, Justice League of America, mm-hmm. Justice League Dark, you're gonna be buying this book anyways. I was reading Justice League Dark till the Trinity War because I'm like I don't want I, it to be tied in. It was in. it was falling off before that though. Yeah. Were you seriously still reading it? Oh, because the House of Mystery was still kind of cool and it was the kind of the the it ended with basically the battle of the House of Mystery. It was the battle for the House of Mystery, which was kind of cool. I didn't like the Flash being introduced, honestly. Yeah, I didn't I didn't care yeah. for that either, but that still was and then it tied in, and it's like, nope, it's going to tie in now. And it's like, no, I'm good. I'm leaving it for because of Trinity War. But but when like, I go to, if I pull out all my books for, let's say, Identity Crisis, but as soon a, as that's a murder mystery, start to finish, that end of the book is the end of the story. It doesn't but leave it on does, the no, but it doesn't but end though that, because it does continue through in Justice League of America because the story doesn't finish it keeps going through because guess who's taking over justice league of america after identity or infinite identity Identity crisis crisis, yeah it's a murder mystery i got the brad Meltzer comes on and you have the continuation and the fallout of that story you have the fallout of the story but it's not it doesn't end on a cliffhanger though you know what there's a difference there between and wrapping up this the story that was given and giving me an answer to who killed Gene Loring, mm-hmm. you know, versus ending on a cliffhanger, which is the opening of the box and seeing our three characters coming through and being like, what the shit? You know what I mean? It's And, and then what, like Chris said, is if but, you were following those, mm-hmm. then you would go into reading the four evil, forever evil, because those are kind and, of re- okay. Trinity those War, books. It was touted as leading up to forever yeah. evil like you mm-hmm. bought into that knowing that this is going to be the payoff for it okay and when like with the justice league dark you were talking about mm-hmm. that had an issue separating the end of that 
and leading into that, where mm-hmm. you Shazam is with the uh, Justice League Dark characters, and then they go into yeah. the Trinity War. So you have something separating you to say if you're ordering it through previews, and you if you just are blindly ordering it, and you get that mm-hmm. book, then you might say, oh, all right, I'll jump in, or well, you either that. say, I'm not going to do this for the next couple months. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah, those... or. Like, the first issues of each of those books, Justice League, Justice League of America, and Justice League Dark, are all very referential to each other, that if you're only buying that book, you know what happened Mm -hmm. in the other ones, too. Yeah. So, I mean, it is something that you can opt out and then opt back in on. Mm -hmm. And you know that there's going to be stuff on the internet. Like you said, you can just look it up and see what happened, Mm -hmm. and then decide, all right, Justice League Dark is going to get back onto what I liked about it. I'm going to jump back on. Yeah, and that's what I'm. And doing. you have that option where, in like we talked about in the Marvel stuff, is their stuff sets up for what the rest of the year is going to be and building to, mm-hmm. where you can just read a DC. You can choose to or choose not to, and like the green the Green Arrow book. The villains one with um, Vertigo. 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 Yep. Basically, it's just a continuation of the story. Mm-hmm. It's just a little more Vertigo heavy, but it's not just a Villains United book. It's still a continuation of the story you had been Forever reading. Forever Evil book. Forever Evil. Right. Not Faces of Evil. Not Villains United. <laughs> not Secret Society. Forever evil, but, but it is it, third times a charm. It's a there's villain takeover books. <laughs> it's it's just a continuation of the story yeah. that I already was reading, and but, yeah, and I've heard good some good things about those types of stories, like Superman twenty three point three, the Lex Luthor issue, or the Ant uh, the Swamp Thing issue. I think Green Lantern it's point two or it's point one or point two. Yeah. The one with Relic. Mm-hmm. Is very much leading in, like leading yeah. out of what Green Lantern did mm-hmm. into what Green Lantern twenty four is going to be. Like it's that would be if they just came out with Green Lantern twenty three. Yeah. That's what the book would be. But the thing is, like I look at those covers, I don't even know who's writing it or who's drawing it because that's not on there. <laughs> I'm at the comic book stand and I don't read previews, and I'm like, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to get. But it's a three D cover you, and it's a. T- but here's, is it a tie in directly or is it? continuation of what I've been enjoying, I don't know. And here's, I'm going to leave it. And here's, but here's the thing. You have the ability... To read previews. To... Not, not, no, you're in the comic book shop. Yeah. You have the ability to pick up that book, thumb through it, mm-hmm. see who's on art, see if it's something that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. You have that ability. Nobody's... It's not sealed in plastic, and you're like, oh, I just don't know. I mean, it's there. Yeah. You can pick it up. You can just look at it. You can't be just dumb like, I don't know who it's by. I'm going to go home. You know? Well, the thing is, you would have to page through the whole book in order to find it because DC no longer. The I title do that, page is never. I do that with normal books same, yeah. while I'm in the shop. I do that with. If I see a number one of something when I'm in the shop, I pick it up. I check it out. I go, I'll be in the shop and I see somebody like, oh, I've really liked him on this other mm-hmm. thing that I've read. And I pick it up, and I thumb through the book, and I say, no, yeah, I'll pick that up. You know, it's you have the ability to do that. We look at the books coming out 
next week every week. Yeah, That's- you know, and just so you, you just saying like, I see that book, I'm not going to do it. You're a comic book yeah. buyer. That's bullshit. You can look <laughs> at the book. I could. But you know what? This month, I don't care. I don't care right. any, about anything that DC that, puts out. That is really that is don't. your prerogative. I picked up the – I bought the digital copy of the Riddler Batman book mm-hmm. because I'm interested in the Riddler with what's been going on. Who's the writer and, and who's the artist? Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder. Uh, I've been interested in the Riddler stuff for what's mm-hmm. been happening in Batman. So I picked it up, and it ties into that zero-year mm-hmm. – Batman, and with what's going on now. I really liked it. I thought it was super good. I bought it digitally. I was going to buy it, a hard copy of it, just to have to throw to you guys, because I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really well done. I mean, you have the ability to pick and choose. I picked Mm -hmm. and choose what I was dropping in previews and what I was ordering. I ordered the Justice League Black Adam one because I like Black Adam. You do love the Black Adam. I, I do. He's one of my favorite villains. You got a great sketch of Black Adam. When it came, when it came to the Smith stuff, that's where I was like, okay, well, I was thinking about dropping this book. I can. Like, the only ones I ordered were the Batman books because I read Batman mm-hmm. and the Green Lantern books because I buy four Green Lantern books a month anyways. I'm okay with buying four Green Lantern point one, point two, point three mm, yeah. because I'm not spending anything extra. I'm mm-hmm. still going to be buying the same number of books. And, that's, and that this is this I, is my jumping off point for yeah. DC. It really is. It's I, like it's an excuse to jump off, and I'm going to pick up after this Batman, Wonder Woman, and maybe Nightwing. Well, you you uh, you're you're going to drop off Animal Man. Well, Animal Man is one thing. <laughs> and swap, yeah. So that's so, that's yeah, five, five six books. books. Five books. Five yeah. books. I mean, I'm going to continue Batman, Nightwing. I'm stopping Teen Titans because it's been. Mm-hmm. Eh. But then Green Lantern, New Guardians, Red Lanterns, um, Green Lantern Corps. That's going to be like my DC stuff. Like I'm going to continue to buy the Forever Girl because that's what's going to be keeping my thumb on the pulse pretty much. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to be buying Justice League anymore. Like mm-hmm. I was toying with dropping it to begin with. And then with the Villains Month, I was like, okay, this perfect. I have to see if, what's his name? Chris Soul or Carl Soul, like is Charles still, Soleil. Charles Soleil is still writing Swamp Thing after this because I've enjoyed this because they're just kind of like creepy kind of stories that he's doing in Swamp Thing. So if he's still writing it, then I'll probably keep with Swamp Thing. And yeah, but why? Oh, a new writer is. I'm just going to drop off. That new writer could even do a better job. He could be. He could do a better job than Scott Snyder did. You know, like if I hear good things about it, then maybe I'll pick it back up. But but why would you just drop it? Because why would I just blindly pick it up? Yeah, because spend you three bucks on you it. enjoy that character. At least pick up the first issue. I've enjoyed what they've done with the character. I haven't been a hardcore Swamp Thing fan for you haven't no for, for the two for years. the last two years you have <laughs> yes. been you have what is what yeah. is that picture to your <laughs> Swamp Thing Swamp Thing for two years I haven't been out exactly. So why would you just say no? Because three dollars can be spent somewhere else. That's why. Because but I want but to get underneath a certain I know you price. want to get underneath, but you've dropped a lot of books already, so why drop a book that you still enjoy? Because right now I'm enjoying, and I think you still 
you know, writing <laughs> it. It would be so. great if he wasn't, and you were like, oh, go with this other guy. He's doing a good job. He's doing a good... Oh, let somebody else pick it up and tell me whether or not to read it. That's why. And I enjoy writers, and I follow writers no matter where they go up to a certain point. And that's why I picked up Jonathan Hickman's Infinity Number 1, or Part 1 of 6. That's what it's called, Part this, 1 of 6. This is a big book. It's a dense book. But, Paul, and, one of your favorite writers, Jonathan writer. Hickman? And this is... I feel sorry for you guys, because you guys weren't reading Fantastic Four. Yeah. And there are some things... And you guys... Well, John, you were reading... New Avengers or one of the Avengers books? Uh, I was reading both of them, but I really liked the one with the Illuminati. New Avengers. The New Avengers, and then I just stopped borrowing those ones from you. Okay. But they had the creators in... No, I never got to the creators. Well, they had the Infinity Gems then, and also... Yes, they had the the Infinity Gems. I think the creators were in the other Avenger book. Yeah. Because that's where the guy with the horns was in. Mm -hmm. So the... These new, like, celestials, basically. Ex Nilos. Ex was the guy with the horns, and then this girl, the black swan, is a girl that's pale, that looks like Emma Frost, but wearing black instead yeah. of. Um, and the Abyss. White. Abyss and Captain something. There's a lot of stuff. Captain Universe. That. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of characters that you don't know yeah. that were introduced in both. But Avengers they do the Marvel thing and they give you the little lowdown of, hey, these are such and such halfway yeah. through the book, though. But basically, what's happening is Thanos is now turning his eye on Earth, and why? Is because the Inhumans have a secret, and they're kind of they're. Their house is split because of what happened back in Fantastic Four. Uh, the the uh, X Men, there's a rift, and they're fighting with each other, and the Avengers are off planet. So therefore, the Earth is right for the taking. For th- it's not Thanos. It's that I don't know how. What's well, the per- correct correct Thane? No. Thanos, Thanos, Thanos is fine. Thanos. But there's a correct pronunciation when you pronounce it wrong, it takes power away from him or some bullshit. Comic book nerdiness that happens. Uh, But we're calling him Thanos because we're from Buffalo and we have that kind of name. And that's what I've called him since I was a little kid. It's always been Thanos. Uh, Thanos. And uh, yeah, so he, he sends his, like, spy into steal secrets and figure out what's happening on earth and that spy realizes those secrets while the avengers are trying to get off planet and to fight these builders and that's kind of the biggest news and what's going to be the lead into infinity is that he's obtained the secret from the uh, the inhumans and there's no Avengers on Earth right now, mm-hmm. which makes Thanos smile, or Thanos mm-hmm. makes Thanos smile, yeah. much and, like he did at the end of yeah, the, Avengers. Avengers the Avengers movie, but didn't say anything. He just smiled. Hey. John. <laughs> I can't do the voice now. Um, Great be- news, Roger. Besides the whole, like I don't know that guy. I don't know that guy. I sure as hell don't know that guy. This is very much your typical. Marvel lead-up book where it's like every big hero together 
doing something. Yeah, doing something, saying one or two word balloons. So you get, like, no yeah, but characterization. Then, but then they also acknowledge those lesser-known characters. Uh-huh. They're like, who the shit's this? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do enjoy that it's an event book that's written by somebody who can really just be dense with the material, like yeah. Hickman. It, it is dense, but at the same time, like, when you start reading it's it, dense, I didn't know what no was weight. going on because they're talking about all these different aliens' mm-hmm. uh, civilizations. And I don't know if this is the first time that they've been mentioned or if they've been talked about in the Avengers book or S.H.I.E.L.D. because I didn't read those. So I feel like, well, maybe I'm not in the Well, world. you know the Cree. But, no, I don't. I didn't read any of that stuff. You don't know the Cree? Oh, the Cree. I thought you said the creator. Sorry. No. You know the Cree. Yeah, I know the Cree. And you know the Skrulls. Yeah. So when the Skrulls are coming to Earth because they're trying to hide out, you know there's some bad shit going up in space. But I also know I'm told that because everyone's like, yeah, there's like there's Galactic no warriors Council in here. shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's kind of scattering. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm told that straight yeah, up. Yeah. And it, the thing with this event is every all the kind of like emotional character moments are happening in either Avengers or New Avengers or whatever book is listed in the back of the box, in the back of the book. Because the he does checklist. have, yeah, because he has the checklist like broken down. Like all the events that you see here are broken down even more in this book. In this book, it's, it's kind of like the Bendis. The Bendis style of storytelling, where it's like show the scene in three different ways in three different books. Yeah, yeah, there it is. The Infinity, Infinity, Infinity. Chapter One breaks down into New Avengers number eighteen or uh, Avengers nine, New Avengers number nine, Avengers nine, and Avengers nine. But then there's also yeah. tie-ins: Avengers Assemble eighteen, yeah, Captain Marvel fifteen, Thunderbolts fourteen. Before you go back and read number two, so. This is all happening. So you have the Avengers. Hickman just out. likes making flowcharts for stuff. Yes, he does. I thought that was just like I didn't even like read what this was. No, I was just like, oh, this has got to be something. Infinity One leads into Avengers. Yeah, uh, like eighteen and nine. It doesn't which lead feed, into. It just gives you more story of what which has happened into, into like, number one. Two, but also go into ten and nineteen. Yeah. So, it you know the thing is, at least with this, it's not a Red Skies tie-in. Let's explain what a Red Skies tie-in, which is from the original Crisis on Infinite Earths, where a character would just say, oh, the sky is red. And And then just go about their business. And then go about their business and tell the regular story. And it had no impact in the story whatsoever. These are, like, basically breaking out scenes and being like, no, this is what's happening with these characters as this scene is happening in the main book. So are you going to be buying all of these? Okay, I was gonna say because like this is, this is when I was like, I'm gonna buy number one for the podcast, and I'm I was gonna read it. To Paul buying all of these so I could read them. Actually. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I what? thought like I, I like thought Hickman. his whole argument for the previous book was gonna be totally shattered by this. No, yeah. no, and it was like, and I said even when I with my previous book, I'm like, I think guys, I think I'm really done with event books. This would be the Marvel event book that I would actually. It's want huge. to read it's and one of it i think has to do with with bendis not being a part of it and i not no, to be but to but you got it's i trust i trust hickman right i think it, it is you trust hickman would have 
a tie-up so when you read the last issue, it's not going into something else that you'll get at the end of the and story. It, and it's not going to be your complaint of every Bendis event book that it's... Ends in it, a it, 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 flashback. Yeah, it ends in a flashback of somebody telling you everything that happened instead of seeing what happens. I was buying this book so I would see what happens. Why is the final issue just a lot of words you telling me what happened? What happened? That was that sh- all those words that you're using to tell me what happened should have been what I've been spending three ninety nine on. Yeah, and or sometimes more with these books. Yeah. That's I what I hate about the for this one. But it's, it's a, a big it's a bigger book, book. and yeah. it's I, spend, I liked it. I spent not, a premium. I should get a lot of story. I get a lot of story here. I'm not a cosmic Marvel guy, but I. Did enjoy like I I feel like everything else I've said up to this point might not have shown that mm-hmm. I did like it even though I didn't know everything that was going on it's extremely well done mm-hmm. Jim Chung on art he, he's fantastic and this is a dude that Droma Pena does number two and number three wow but he was not on my radar at all and then I read Young Avengers I was like oh I like this artist mm-hmm. and now like seeing him just do like these big crossover books where he's drawing this like creepy alien assassin dude like the outrider Outr- outrunner or forerunner or something outrider. i think it's like the outrider like it's creepy he's, and he's awesome. the assassin he's got no it was Thanos it was uh, and then you got the like giant something and ebony maw black black, yeah. black star or something like yeah yeah it, like this this is like, actually an event book that I would want to read. Am I gonna remember to buy it? And did I yeah, pre-order I, it? I, I no. Would, if Paul I, did, I, I would. Yeah. If, if Paul if Paul bought two. these, I'm I, not gonna ask you to buy them. But I would. I would continue to read them, and I might. Uh, I might pick it up and trade. It's a slick looking book, and that's kind of what I had come to expect from a Hickman book too, where. He's put on a book, and then they give him an artist that can actually work with him on. And it. also, like the what there's the rumoring, ru- rumoring that in December there's going to be a um, Inhumans book coming yeah. out, and that would make me interested in picking up the Inhumans book too because this ties in I with the Inhumans. The Inhumans, that's like those, and that's why I was kind of excited for it, Infinity because it. Places the Inhumans back in the forefront. Yeah, they're kind of my, on the verge of my always. problem with the Inhumans is I always want to get into the books, and then when I get the books to read them, I get really bored yeah. with them because it's so like the main character who's such a badass can't say anything. Well, he says the word "stop" in this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to like, practically kill that but dude. He, he can't say anything. Like, no, I know, but it's it's such a cool bad. it's such a cool character. Mm-hmm. But then, how do you read that character through the interpretations yeah. of Medusa? Yeah, but uh, I mean, he's got a, a lot of what, just like you gotta love that he has a crazy brother that he believes in, right? Trust. Yeah, it's, it, there's such great stuff yeah. with it, but I can't sit and read it. Will I order? Number one of Inhumans? Yes, probably. Yeah, I'll read it. Yeah. I have to That's, see who's writing. Especially, I think, uh, supposedly, it's either Matt Fraction or Jonathan Hickman, from what I've read. And I think favorite, it's leaning more towards Fraction. One of my favorite FF issues was dealing with Black Bolt and running the accused. Matt Fraction's been nailing it on uh, Iron Iron Fist. Or not Iron Fist. Well, yeah. Uh, well, he, he did, did He did do that, but... Uh, um, Hawkeye, mm-hmm. you know he's yeah. he's he's a hit or miss guy. I hated his uh, defenders, but uh, I've 
I've liked, I've loved Hawkeye. We hated Fear itself. Yeah. I love FF though. Yeah. I don't like it. Fantastic Four. Like, I mean, the guy's writing two. Like he's yeah. writing like two of almost the exact same book. Well, it's it's the same book, but he's got to do one that he's doing fun and one that he's doing serious. There's probably the guy out there that loves the serious one and hates yeah. the fun one, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's he is yeah. nailing both books for both versions they are. You chose the one that you like the best. I, I do enjoy my serious Fantastic Four. My love of the Hickman run yeah, you can't, shows that. If, Dude, you, that you, can't, you can't go from serious Hickman and then whoever else is going to do the serious one. Yeah. You know, I had to go. Nope, let's just do the fun. <laughs> let's just do the fun one, and then with Kid Kang. And... Once you've done a certain part, mm-hmm. you probably can jump back into mm-hmm. a serious Fantastic Four book. Uh, I think it's extremely well done. It's an actual Marvel event book that I probably may pick up. May not. You know, it's it's hard for me to tell when. When the series ends and you see how it all falls out and it's like, no, no, it has a really good ending, you'll be like, I should pick it all up. Yeah, and then you can pick it up all the back issues real cheap. Mm-hmm. Or digitally. Yeah, yeah, I do it all the time. They never sell out digitally. Uh, I order Suicide Risk and every other month I get it. So I've been buying every other issue digitally. But something you can always get digitally... This is the newest episode of the Bagging Boardcast. And you also have the ability to rate and review us on iTunes. Which you should. Really should. You know why? Because I love ratings and reviews on iTunes. He does. You should also email us if you have, you know, if you just think I'm completely wrong in, like, wanting to get out of the comic book race. I, I'm totally getting out of comic books. I, screw this podcast. Oh, I no. need my big box of dildos and I'll be fine. It's horrible. Email why, us why about anything. Yeah. We're nice guys. Yeah, you know, you just listen to us talk about And you can books. make fun of me about anything these guys do all the time, even though heard it. I don't do any of the things they say. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, I love Paul, it. If they could only see the corner of your room, the recycling bin. I, Full villa. A Smallville and Smallville. There's Smallville. economics, comic books, and economics books, comic books, Star Wars pop-up books, Habibi, Starman, Omnibuy. Right, that's the correct Omnibuy. Yeah. Okay. Jack but you Kerouac. can also uh, you can also find us over on Facebook, on I didn't Twitter, even give up on the Tumblr. Email address. I said it. Contact oh, Tumblr, I I and uh, I hear we also have an Instagram. Well, we don't have an Instagram. I have an Instagram, and I just hashtag Bagging Board in it. Oh. I take pictures of what we're doing. Because hopefully soon we'll have the relaunch of BaggingBoard.com. Producer Scott's been working on a website, and we saw it. For two years. <laughs> no, he... Yeah. <laughs> if I've been living yes. here for two years. We were, we were at Marlena's when we, we first saw it, got that. We saw it like two, three weeks ago, and the site looks really cool. It just needs to be put up, and we need to get stuff on it. So that site will be cool. You'll you'll know. We'll put it up on the Twitter, the it, Facebook. It, and if you listen to us, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about it. I thought it was already up. Yeah, I thought so since episode not 184. No, we still, no need to, we still need to finish it. Oh. Like, there was just a lot to talk about. The site itself and <sighs> log in and setting up our biographies. 
Oh. I thought we set up our biographies during not episode 185. Yeah, we did our biographies. Yeah, well, but that's what we did during the show. Oh, okay. But anyways, yeah. that's inside baseball that you don't need to know, but we do need you to know that we love your ratings and reviews on iTunes. I know I'm saying this for the third time today, but seriously, do it. Really, people, it drives us nuts. He just badgers us. 